Hello, this is David. Hey, and this is Shiloh. And this is... Who in the World Podcast. All right, now welcome to our fourth episode, and it's a special episode because we have a guest. So normally one of us will be like, you know, talking about a person, place, or thing, and the other one will be trying to guess who it is and a lot of times you know the other person kind of figures it out but then they're kind of holding back but we're like hey what if we get somebody who doesn't really know that much about history enter but is our special guest right dave yeah Devin. and you may remember Devin because he is the one that taught us like how to use recording equipment and he did the amazing hanami commercial and from talking to him he actually does know a lot about history uh, and then we felt really stupid. But he's also really funny, so we thought it would be nice to have him on the show. I will be playing welcome, the Devin. ignorant fool today. Thank you. <laughs> wow. But can I? Can we just say what a what a privilege it is to have Devin with us here? Because <laughs> stop it. Not only is he a smart guy, he's a funny guy, and I feel like we're going to be in for some surprises ourselves, Dave. I I learned from Devin if you you know, don't complete a sentence, he will finish it. So <laughs> sentences, sandwiches, you know, <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so you don't want to have a pause in there. Yeah. So you ready to get started? Well, I would, I'd, I'd like to know, Dave, who, what, what's, what's the topic for today? Well, imagine the scene. You're in bed, you're asleep and you wake up, something's wrong and you realize your house is on fire. Devin. What do you do? Not call either of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Probably okay. run. I'm just going to, you know, throw that out there. I'm not a smart man, but fire hot, me run. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you would want to get out of there. And so, you know, you get out of your house, you know, and to your relief, you see the fire department. Okay. They roll up, they surround the house, they get out their equipment, and they just stop. They look at you, and they're silent. They don't do anything. And they want payment. Walks. Is this like a Medicare thing? Sorry. <laughs> We're getting Go to ahead. that. We're getting to that. But, you know, up walks a man that we are going to call the worst fire chief in history. And he says, uh, hey, I'd like to make you an offer on your home. And you're like, wait, what? He's like, no, no, seriously. I'd like to buy your house. Now, clearly there's some fire damage, uh, you know, and if we put out the fire, there's going to be some water damage. So I can't give you full price, but I'll give you something. So would you like to sell? But here's the catch. Um, if you don't sell, we're going to stand here and we're going to watch it burn. All right, Devin. So what do you do? Do you sell your house and get something or do you hold out and lose everything? Well, I've thought about it. Uh, and uh, since this is a hypothetical situation, I'm going to stand by my hypothetical morals and principles. And I'm going to hypothetically tell them to get lost. <laughs> wow you know what and yeah Devin, you tell town. them yeah move on buddy you tell you them. know when nothing's at stake i can be very courageous <laughs> you know and like some it. people I did like that it. yeah the and now with this guy the vast majority of people sold out but the ones that didn't you know their house would burn down and then they would be destitute and eventually they'd have to sell their house at auction and guess who would come in and buy it the fire chief at an even greater reduced price great greatly reduced price he bought it for less dave talking yes this is just this is just blowing my mind you're telling me there's a guy that would when people were in need they needed someone to help them in a bad situation and he'd come there and try and extort them like and he they called him a fireman 
Yeah, so so this guy, he he was a fire chief, but he was really a lot more than that. He was part real estate tycoon, part fire chief, part mafia boss. Uh, but as we're going to see in this podcast, he was so much more than that. So this man quickly, through some kind of devious dealings, became the richest man in the richest city in the world. Uh, if you were going to look at him in today's money, uh, he would be somewhere between an Elon Musk and a Jeff Bezos, um, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of giving away. It's not either of those guys. If that no. was going to be a guess, Devin, no, um, no, but he was but... the richest man, possibly the richest man on the planet at the time. Uh, and he like if you look at richest people in history, he's probably in the top 10. Um, so you might be wondering, Dave, how did he get his money? What yes. I'm wondering is, who in the world are you talking about? Shiloh. We got to say that at some point in the podcast. Um, but so, you know, you might be wondering, hey, where did he get his money? So for starters, he got a pretty good inheritance from his dad. And then he got into some questionable business dealings to where he built a real estate empire. So he bought a ton of the city by burning down parts of it. Um, and then also uh, he did something else that was kind of bad. Like when somebody was up for execution, <laughs> You can say it out loud, Devin. If you get it wrong, if you get it right, we'll bleep you out. I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, uh, answers. Devin's coming up with answers here, and it's, it's not a, up on my he screen. Just, it's he, not he a just Rothschild. Said Rothschild? <laughs> Sh- Shiloh, should we tell him? Tell him what? That it's not a Rothschild? Yeah, it's not a Rothschild. Oh, okay. That's actually that was a really good guess. That well, was you. not correct, but it was a good guess. So, um, but yeah, but then also Those like when so people. Cruel. When the state was executing somebody, they would sell their belongings and their property at auction, and guess who would come in and buy it? This guy, the fire chief. not Rothschild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, he quickly became the richest man in the world. And so, you know, after this, uh, he got involved in yet another thing, the military. And so... Uh, I knew the, that was coming, which is, I, which is why I said Rothschild, because that's infamous arms seller, but... That's oh really? Apparently not correct. So, when when you say he sold arms, you mean? Yeah, no, actual people's arms. Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> what what were okay. you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> of course, bear arms. So um, everyone has had... the right to bear arms. <laughs> David, <laughs> literal bear arms. So you know, and this is going to give you a clue of maybe when we're talking about or where we're talking about. But there was a major slave revolt. Now in history, Devin. How many successful slave revolts do you think there have been? You only need the one. There was the Planet of the Apes <laughs> one. Oh. There was. <laughs> you only need the one. The Planet of the Apes. Man, dude, that that is the one I would go with too, Dave. Planet of the Apes. Well, okay. Besides Hollywood, there's only been one successful slave revolt in all history. Two, if you include, you know, Israel coming out of Egypt, but they had help. Spartacus? But, uh well, Haiti. Haiti is the only successful slave revolt in all of history. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. You know, they it's it's really important to U.S. history. It was the second free country in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, because France went bankrupt fighting in Haiti, they had to sell the Louisiana Purchase. The U.S. got a third of its size. So that's the only successful slave revolt. 
unfortunately, this is not the story of that <laughs> slave revolt. This was an unsuccessful slave revolt. And so, you know, they, they were this doing is pretty good at my first. second favorite kind. Just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Devin. The first um, would so, be the successful one. Yeah. Just right. to make that clear. Yes. Yes. You know. Okay. Back to the story. So. <laughs> You, you have this slave revolt, and the problem that the country has is they can't get anybody to put it down because military leaders do not want to fight slaves. And that's because, in general, these military leaders, like a lot of them, were in war for a couple reasons. One, uh, they wanted loot. Mm-hmm. And two, they Instagram wanted honor. Followers. They wanted prestige. Yeah. Instagram <laughs> Well, I was mad. I mean, if you're trying to be an influencer, fighting slaves does not play well. Yeah, to you your know, Instagram and, followers, and you you kind of have the reason for why they didn't want to get into it because, like, one, there wasn't any loot in it because they were slaves; they didn't have possessions. Um, and if they did have something, they probably stole it, and you'd have to return it to its owner. And two, there wasn't really any prestige that was a in fighting racist. slaves. Well, Classist? for them, that's the way they felt. <laughs> Because, you know, like, uh, they really looked down on the slaves. And if, if they beat you, you looked bad. And if you beat them, you know, you did what you were supposed to. It's kind of like, you know, the stormtroopers fighting the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Oh, like, yes. you know, if you lose to an army of teddy bears, you know, you look bad. But if you beat them, like, do you brag about that? It's like, hey, they had really big spears. But that's why they decided to blow up their own Death Star. That was an inside job. Have really? you seen the commission to the Death Star? There's this a, is there's well, a report this is, on it. Yeah, this is actually a crossover well, a conspiracy theory. And the uh, Death Star yeah. was actually flat. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Sorry. Just thought I'd okay. merge conspiracy you, you thought You thought you were going to stump Devin with an Ewoks versus Star Wars comparison? And, and you better you bring your game. My... You better bring your game, son. <laughs> Don't even start. Uh, so... So this, uh, so you're, so you're the, saying that you don't, you don't brag about beating a bunch of slaves, or yeah, Ewoks, well, and that's because, yeah, e- either one. But you yeah. know, they were people, and they were actually Ewoks? really good at fighting. But in the end, uh, the fire chief took the job, and he won. Um, and so after this, you know, he decided to take this and convert it to a political career, and he did, and he actually attained the top job in the most powerful country in the world. So where do you go from that? Well, he kind of got into politics still, but he was a little bit more of what you might consider a financial backer, maybe a uh, a lobbyist or like mm-hmm. a super PAC. Like if you think of the Koch brothers, like that was him. Yeah. So of course we're not talking about the Koch brothers. Um, I'm ready to so guess he, again. Okay. Okay. Go, go ahead and guess. Angela Merkel. <laughs> Wow, I like it. Okay, I'm. Like it. I'm, I'm going She's to shifty. increase your chances. Of... She's shifty, <laughs> shifty. You don't know what's happening there. I think we actually have the same haircut. <laughs> yeah, one of you wears it well. Awkward. That's a yeah. It's a it's a prophecy right there. One of you will destroy a great nation. Uh, well. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll give you a big clue that'll that'll cut down your your guesses by fifty percent. It is definitely a man that we are talking about. Oh, okay, see, I so you were using the the man. pronoun man, he, and things like that. 
I thought that yes. might have been a strategy to throw me off. <laughs> you know, because I did that. I tried to like trick like most uh... people with your haircut. You are shifty. <laughs> uh, those of us with hair no i'm sorry um oh dave shame on you dave hey if Don't i had a dare. face like dave's i would need a full head of hair okay so <laughs> Just don't. He's working with what he's got. He needs every bit of real estate covered as he can get it. I don't. I don't. You know what? You do. You do. You. Proud of you. Uh, this is why we had Devin on because we like Devin. Okay, so we had Devin on because story. we wanted to get we wanted to get a a little bit of some some uh, just just a chastisement for doing a podcast. <laughs> Devin's yeah. like, you guys are really trying to do a podcast? Oh, I'll show you. <laughs> no, okay, I, so. I hope you don't lose any of your two followers. I really... <laughs> yeah, we we said it once. We have to be careful because we don't want to offend either of our followers. Yeah, it's like, I think we figured out our followers. Them. It's like, you know, if you make the Venn diagram of like people who like history, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other circle you have Friends of Dave and Shadow. Oh, There's two like circles. We're going with two circles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's ambitious. <laughs> that but... little sliver in the middle. You know, people who like history who also are friends with us. But so back to the story. So he starts loaning money to politicians. And, you know, the thing is, like, he, he was putting money behind pretty much everybody. So he could get anything done politically that he wanted. And, you know, they said if you could pay him back, you were better off paying him back because you did not want to owe him a favor. Like, remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer figured out that the mafia only did favors in exchange for favors? I only watch uh, PBS. Okay. And and (laughs) Star Wars, apparently. (laughs) I'm sure that at some point Star Wars came on PBS, maybe? or I don't think they could afford George Lucas money. That's... Hey, yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we talking about George Lucas? I don't think you guys can afford. We should probably cut down on the Star Wars references. I think every time you say George Lucas, you have to give Disney a dollar. Yeah, you know, no. Um, or something is... like that. But yeah, so so he starts and he, he finds this young guy who's kind of a rising political star. He's the next character in the story. And he starts, uh, you know, investing money in this young guy. And the reason that he has to is because he is incurring huge debts running for office and his creditors come after him and they're like, look, you better pay up. So he goes to the fire chief and the fire chief is like, yeah, man, I'll hook you up. Uh, I will give you a ton of money. And he did. And so they became, you know, started to forge this political alliance. And so he would go on to really get a lot done. This young guy, Uh, for instance, um, he did later run for the top office uh, in this country and he won. Uh, he also was a religious leader as well. He had the top religious uh, job in this country as well. Um, he also got involved in the military. And he conquered France with well, lightning speed. Who hasn't? So, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Sorry, this, there was... Man, there's only been a couple people that have conquered France. Uh Man, who could it? Yeah, who, you who could, could say we... that he even did it with blitzkrieg speed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, no! I'm not, I'm not it... biting. Not, I'm not biting. Okay, on that. you already said it okay. wasn't Angela Merkel. I just want to make sure <laughs> that was recorded. Yeah. So, and this guy, you know, he got the top job, and in fact, later he was declared the dictator. 
of this country. So uh, you have this political um, alliance that's formed. And uh, they and, you know, if we're getting into conspiracy theories, this conspiracy started to form around these two guys and a third guy uh, who was actually a pretty famous uh, military leader, too. This guy had Colonel Sanders. Conquered, yeah. <laughs> with his wee beady eyes. Yes. Um, oh, you're going to eat my chicken. <laughs> Sorry. You know, this isn't the first podcast where we've referenced Mike Myers and Colonel <laughs> Sanders. Uh, I've been actually thinking about it for one. I've been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> He's been wanting to put <laughs> yeah. Colonel Sanders in the chat again for us to be like, is it yeah. Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Is it the Colonel Sanders? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and this guy was another military leader. In fact, he uh, he had conquered, you know, uh, lands in Africa, in Europe, uh, even the Middle East. Um, and so they they formed a, a three part a conspiracy, an alliance, and they were able to, you know, uh, basically bring down the Republic. So it's time, Devin. We're going to tell you who we're talking about. And when we tell you, you're going to be like, wait, who? Because I think for a lot of like fans of history, like if you're a fan of, you know, this particular country, their history, you know who this is. But for a lot of people, they might not. The fire chief was a guy who lived in the first century BCE named Marcus Licinius Crassus, also known by Crassus. Uh, he was played in one particular movie by a famous actor by the name of Laurence Olivier. So you may not have heard of Crassus, but he's really important because of the people that he fought and the people that he was behind. So, for example, you may have heard of the leader of the slave revolt that he fought, a man that you mentioned earlier, but I had to try not to smile, Spartacus. So if you ever saw the movie Spartacus, Crassus is the bad guy. Uh, you also may have heard of the young guy, because if there hadn't been a Crassus, there wouldn't have been this young guy. He was the one that made it possible. The young guy was Gaius Julius Caesar. Mm. They really had cool three names, didn't they? Yeah. Marcus yeah. Licinius Crassus, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, and, you got and it. Gaius Julius Gaius Caesar? Gaius Julius Caesar. Man, I just... Would love to have a Roman name like that. So, in other words, if it hadn't been for Crassus, you know, you wouldn't have had a Julius Caesar. You wouldn't have had a fall of the Roman Republic. You wouldn't have the salad. You wouldn't have had the salad. You wouldn't have the leap year. You wouldn't have leap day. You wouldn't have the month of July. So better. And so it would have been better. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay so that's who we're talking about devin sorry you were it was, i feel like you weren't you were a little bit disappointed no no this is um <laughs> no uh no 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 i no, i uh this is yeah. uh i'm glad i flew out here this is very important <laughs> so dave you're talking so, about a guy from the first century bce named Crassus. Right. Right. And so this is the part where I step back and Shiloh is going to tell you the rest of what happened. Like what happened to him? What's the significance of him? What was his final downfall? So Shiloh, you want to take it from here? Sure. Well, I think you did and, a good... And Devin, feel, feel free to make fun of uh, Shiloh's face now. <laughs> I would never do that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's have some, let's have some decorum. All right. <laughs> so also, I think... don't make this a video podcast. <laughs> I feel like what where Dave was what all the things he was talking about, I want to flesh him in a little bit because you know, we talked about Julius Caesar. We talked and about Crassus and the Caesar and the Caesar salad. And then there's this other guy, Devin, that I really like to mention. He was part of this th- triple alliance that Dave mentioned, Pompey. Pompey. 
I feel like that's a something you do when your kids get out of line. Oh, you better pay attention. I might. It's also a, a body part in Spanish. <laughs> G-rated podcast, Evan. <laughs> so you assume. <laughs> It just, yeah, it sounds like, yeah. So it these is. guys. It's not even a bad word. That's like the normal word. Yeah. Bumpies. I'm Googling it. Oh, no. Um, so I feel like these guys, they kind of get the credit for shaping the Roman Republic right before it falls and becomes an empire. So like Dave mentioned, uh, Pompey, Crassus, Caesar, they're working to, they all end up working together, but Pompey and Crassus, they were friends in the beginning. They were, they were, they worked together more or less. I won't say friends. They were, they were frenemies more like they worked together. Uh, Crassus ends up really helping a general Sulla. Sulla is the one that marches on Rome. He captures Rome with an army. First time it's ever been done. Uh, and then, you know, Sulla becomes a dictator. Sulla says, okay, I'm going to get things running right. Then he steps back. Eventually Sulla dies. And then Crassus and Pompey, are kind of there looking at the situation going, well, you know, we just, we just saw a lot of violence. We saw a lot of war throughout Rome. Maybe that's and keeps them. Tell me, what do you think, Dave? Yeah. And they were part of that violence. So like they were, you know, junior officers in Sulla's army. They were helping him out. Well, you started this show off by mm -hmm. the, the humorous tale of burning people's houses down and giving me a choice. So <laughs> yeah, not, not great, not great guys. Yeah, no, he's not the, no, that's exactly he's not the right. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's, but I feel like that's another thing that uh, gets tossed around is like Sulla, or I mean, I'm sorry, Crassus is, gets painted as this really bad guy. I really don't think the other guys were that great either. Sulla was pretty bad. Uh, he killed a lot of people. Uh, Caesar did some pretty bad things, and so did Pompey. So he's in, he's in bad company. Uh, bad company. <laughs> Nobody wants to sing that for me. So Dave talked nope. about the. <laughs> Dave talked about the the slave rebellion, the third servile war, and how uh, I like how a lot of people will say that that was that was people fighting for their freedom, you know, slaves rising up against the corrupt leaders, the people that owned them. A lot of people use it as an inspiration for political, you know, political ideas. It's in literature, television, movies, but like Dave said, most people never heard of Crassus. They always hear about Spartacus. He's kind of the guy you hear about it, like some kind of morality, some kind of something about Spartacus that he was standing well, up for what's right. You yeah. have Charlton Heston play you and you know, people are going to remember that. <laughs> was it Charlton Heston? I thought it was. Kirk oh Douglas. man, dude, I knew Dave was going to jump Douglas. on. I knew. <laughs> and that's really who we Charlton Heston. That's right. Charlton Heston did the something completely different. <laughs> He was, right. he was Moses. Bad. Moses. You know what? Yeah. That's why you guys have the podcast, and I'm just an ignorant fool. Judah <laughs> Ben Hur, your mother's in the Valley of Lepers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Charlton Heston was. Uh, we, this is not ben the Hur first too. time Kirk Douglas or Charlton Heston has come up in the podcast, though. But now, you know, talking about that part where, where he's the worst fire chief in the world, he's burning people's houses down. He's in the minds, I said, of a lot of people. You know, they think these guys are bad, but I really feel like in the 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 leaders of Rome at this time, they were just wanted glory. They wanted to go after what would ever make them the richest and the most glory. And I'm going to make a case for these guys were trying to copy someone from Greece, someone that was well known to John Travolta. John <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, someone from Greece that was known as the great John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. I want to um 
I want to draw the line that, uh, yes, most of these guys were just trying to be like uh, Alexander the Great. However, John Travolta is a very good second Did second not place. see that coming. <laughs> so I feel like one of the reasons they even killed Caesar in the end, now mind you, Caesar's the last one to die. He ends up in, in the this triple alliance of Pompey, Crassus, Caesar. Caesar's the last one to die. But e I feel Brutus. like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, when they killed Caesar, I feel like they think that he might have done it. He was going to go all the way. He was going to conquer. He was going to be the next Alexander the Great. And so they said, no, we got to kill this guy. He's going to make himself a king. So, you know, it just goes to show you the mindset at the time. So... The question is, is did, was it greed that really led to Crassus' downfall? Well, we, we could say yes. And I think you've done a good job at illustrating this with the, with the worst fire chief in history. Now we're going to talk about how he died, Devin. Hey, so, Shiloh, can I, uh, can I just have like another little like fun aside? Yeah. Well, not, well, I think it's fun. But so like another reason that Pompey is significant is he is the one that conquered um, uh, Jerusalem and Judea. So like, you know, if you're wondering like why the first century Christians and Jesus lived in the Roman empire. It was because of Pompey, you know, like one or two generations right before that conquering that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so just, I'm sorry. Back no, to what happened to Crassus. But that's a, that's a really good point, Dave. I mean, mind you, all three of these guys were planning pretty big ventures out in the middle East, in the, the area of um, Iran, you know, we're talking like the Parthian empire. They were, they were all interested in going out there again, because that's where the riches, that's where the glory was. So Crassus, he's, he's all about that. That's what he wants. He wants glory. He wants riches. Here we get into the battle. So he has seven full legions. Now what, how many, how many people you got in a legion, seven legions, uh, Devin, how many how people do you think are marching out in the desert? 7,000. Man, that's, that's a pretty good guess. I that's feel like really he, close. you did super good prices right rules. You go <laughs> lo- closest. That's like $1, Bob, $1. Seven full legions, 30,000 troops, we're going to say more or less. He's walking out there with 30,000 trained troops, seven legions. What'd you, so, why are you giving me that face, Dave? Well, no, you, you didn't ask him how many there were total. You asked him how many were in a legion. Oh, that's right. So De- Devin got it. Yeah. Well, he's close. Yeah, it's like around 6,000 guys, but I guess they were a little bit uh, smaller, these legions. Yeah, these, 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 they were smaller, not the height of the guys, just they were smaller in number, right? Yeah. Should have been over Maybe six that feet. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're he's, got, he's got seven full legions. He adds to that some local troops uh, that he's able to bring. So, you know, he could have had around 40,000 men going out there. They go to conquer Mesopotamia. And I think when you think about Mesopotamia, a lot of times you think there's the, there's the nice part that has productive land and then you got just desert so i think sometimes there's like okay you're either in the good part or you're just in the desert wasteland but he ends up sticking right to those rivers he's he's following along the rivers he's playing a careful game he's a smart general he's fought the servile war he's fought and helped sulla early on in his career so he's a smart guy so the parthians know that crassus is coming so devin any thoughts on to Anything about the Parthians that comes to mind? You ever heard about them much before or anything? From Parthenon? From Parthenon, yeah. <clears throat> no, I want to say that's where parchment. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, that's good. It's not accurate. You know what, though? We never claimed that any of this was going to be very accurate. It's all just, this is all just going to be, you heard it there. We got some some parchment from the Parthenon. Uh, two things that are not from Parthia, but it sounds close. So 
Parthia is in a pretty bad state. They don't know who the king is of this, or they're they're having a succession crisis. Hey, who's in, who's taking the lead? So they send out a guy, Serenus. Serenus sounds like a, <laughs> back sounds to like that a, Spanish anatomy word. <laughs> now you know what the worst thing is is if I'm pronouncing that wrong, someone out there that may actually listen to this, hear this name, and may actually know what he's, what they're talking about. They're like, Serenus no. is not how you say it. No, it, it sounds right. It sounds right, yeah. So he's, a, <laughs> so he's a real tactician. He sees the Roman army. He says, you know, what do we got to do to beat the Roman army? He realized he can't beat, beat the, the Romans toe-to-toe. So he decides he's going to build an army that focuses on archers. He's going to basically build a mounted cavalry archers. He, he basically creates a Mongol army. And everyone's familiar with this this type of Mongol army we've seen in pictures or in depicted in movies and things. So Mulan. they ride a horse, they fire. Yeah, tell me, Devin. <laughs> no, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking so, about the one with the the dragon and the what is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Mongols. That? They bring the Eddie, dragon. It's, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that one or um, or Reign of Fire. Matthew McConaughey's there. Yeah, um, so. They bring this Mongol army, essentially. That's what we could kind of relate it to. They they come to meet the Romans in battle. And it doesn't just happen right away. It's not like it just crashes, marches over into the area of Parthia. He actually goes there. He establishes some some bases, comes back. It doesn't oh, just... And Shiloh, just, yeah. just so people know what we're talking about, where is Parthia today? Like, what country is this? You know, we're talking Syria, Iran, that area in there right now today. Yeah, yeah. So, like, depending on what time in history, it might be Persia. Oh, it Persia, might be Iran. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at this point, or it might be the Sassanids. But right now, it's the Parthians, yeah. and they're kind of like a big enemy of Rome. Well, you know what? I think this kind of sets them up because I don't think they were really going after Rome a whole lot before that. Because I've read that this kind of is what kicks Parthia to be like, you know what? You're not going to push us around. and Because you're right, they do end up being the major enemy of Rome for the next over 150 years that they end up fighting with them. But it is interesting because this is all really early on in Roman history as far as, you know, there's no such thing as the empire yet. There's no none of the empires, emperors that everyone knows about. This is early on in the, or late in the Republic, but early on in Roman's history. So this, this commander... He plans on just firing at the Romans with arrows, uh, keeping a safe distance, just raining down arrows on them, and it works. He has a baggage train at Campbell's supplying a never-ending supply of arrows, and they just, they eventually beat the Romans through sheer, uh, you know, distance-firing tactics. The Romans are never able to come close to Serenus and his army. And so this battle is the famous Battle of Cari. You ever heard of that one, Dave? You've uh... Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So they think that in one day, Serenus beats seven legions, over 30,000 men, plus the auxiliary troops, 40,000 men. He beats this army. Now, he doesn't kill all these guys. They do end up being able to regroup, retreat. But that's one of the biggest defeats for Rome in their history. But yet, it's not a battle that's really well known, right, Dave? Wouldn't you say this is kind of one of those battles that's, you know, not spoken about a lot? Yeah, I think like for your average Joe, maybe not so much, but like for for like Roman history buffs, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it, it was a big loss for them. And the, it, speaking to the tactician Serenus, he he ends up doing this this amazing defeat of this Roman army, and not much is ever heard about him again. You know, we're not even sure if that's his real name. It might have been more of like an honorary title he had, but it kind of just he fades off into his obscurity. 
But as the Romans are retreating for the next two or three days, trying to regroup, trying to fall back, eventually the Roman advisors and Serenus, they call for a meeting. This turns into treachery and Crassus is killed. So eventually his advisors realize they have to take Crassus out. And so what happens from there, Dave? Well, can I just back up for a second? Just yeah. one, beep, like, you know, if you're fighting beep. an enemy army, yeah, sorry to be, and they're like, hey, do you want to meet in private and talk about this? <laughs> you know, there's a good chance they're going to, you know, chop your head off. But um, just there's a couple things about the battle from my research that I thought were kind of interesting. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just one thing is they had, like, some pretty interesting tactics. Like, for instance, uh, they were wearing, like, rags, like a lot of them, over the top of their armor to make them look like they were very poorly equipped. And then when they got closer, they like pulled it off and they were, you know, they were armored because they were cataphracts, a lot of them, which was like kind of the proto knight, um, a cat cataphracts. It's like a, an early version of a knight. Like it's um, uh, like they were armored on horses, but they couldn't wear very much armor because they didn't have stirrups yet. So basically like just enough armor to protect you, but not so much that you couldn't hop on the horse without falling off and landing on your sword. Um but also they were like pretty good. Like they did the um, what was really famous that the Parthians would do is the feigned retreat, like where they would pretend like they were losing and then they would ride away and you would chase them. But they did a thing where they would turn like almost completely backward in their saddle and shoot arrows at them while they're riding away. And they call that the Parthian shot, uh, which is where we get the word parting shot today. You know, like we're if you're having an argument with somebody and as they're walking away, they kind of mumble something under their breath. Jerk face. Not that. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. You, it's interesting you bring no. that up too, though, Dave, because that's how um, Crassus' son dies in the battle. He goes out on a cavalry charge, the Parthians' yeah, yeah. retreat, and then yeah. So There's this that. is so overall, you'd say this isn't a very good day for Crassus. Yeah, and so are you going to say what happened to him after, like when he died, and the results, or do you want me to cover that? Tell tell us, Dave. That's uh, I think you know that pretty well. Yeah. So I mean, they they killed him and they cut his head off. And they actually Ouch. filled it with, yeah, yeah. They filled it with molten gold after this, and they used mm. it as a stage prop in plays. Mm. Um, which, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Like, I think that's weird. But like, I, I kind of think this goes. You know, like Shiloh says, he, he doesn't feel like. I don't. I think when Shiloh said he's not the bad guy, he's he is a bad guy, but not when you compare him to other quote unquote Roman good guys. Like they all were going for glory. Like Pompey, he went and he conquered the Middle East. Uh, you know, Julius Caesar goes and conquers France and Crass is like, hey, what am I going to do? I'm going to go conquer the Middle East, you know, go into Iran. You know, but um, I don't, you know, like he. Yeah, I, I don't want to be like the macabre person here, but the gold went where, though? Like, I, I the think skull when, was still, still there or like maybe that we don't you know, need to explore this, I but I'm kind of having a hard things time. Where, like, <laughs> You know, a guy, they heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy. It might not be true. But if it is true, this goes with my theory that uh, Crassus was like the original supervillain. Like, I mean, think about it. Like, he was super rich. Okay. He, he like, got his wealth from dubious means. He was bent on world domination. And he had, like, a gold thing happen to him. Like, Goldfinger, Goldeneye. He was Golden Face at this point. Golden so I think he was, like, a supervillain. Yeah. Because because it would be smaller than his actual head if it's cooled inside the bone. I'm having a hard time with this. I'm, unless they poured it over top. Oh, wow. that's uh, That sounds... But that's not what you You've... said. You said you put it inside. And He's then everyone was just like, this... that guy had a tiny head. And they're like, no, 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 no. Because the bone and everything. 
and then it would just cause a lot of explanation. I yeah. think it was a bit of like an allegory, like it was supposed to teach a lesson, like, oh, this guy really liked gold. And it went and to now... his head. Ah! <laughs> if I could erase the entire podcast and just keep like a th- like a 10 second segment, that would be the part I would keep. That was, yeah, that was pretty awesome. But like um, Crassus, but yeah, I've had it up to here with gold. <laughs> I, just so for the y- listeners, I was putting my head. My hand above my head. Yeah. We're all on Zoom so we can see each other. But so, Shiloh, were you going to talk about what was the end result? Like when Crassus died, of course, a lot of people died in the army. But like what happened to the Roman Republic because of this death? One thing I wanted to say was is that I feel like Rome always has this thing where um, they can't lose the, the Rome. Rome is just too good to lose. Rome was... It was because they had bad leaders. Oh, Crassus, he was a bad leader. And I think that's the one thing. I don't think Crassus was necessarily a bad leader. I don't think he was unprepared. I think he just got beat fair and square by a better general. And Rome couldn't take that. You know, Rome couldn't be like, someone beat us. No, no, no. It was because Crassus was a greedy old man. He was a greedy, mean old, glory-hunting man. But I think the fact of the matter is the Roman legions just... They couldn't stand up to the challenge. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't beat this better army that someone had planned better. So, you know, I think on a small scale, it just kind of goes to show you the ego of the people. And then today, the reputation you have for Crassus, he's just, like I said, he's oh, Crassus, greedy old man, and he was a bad dude. But I think you put him next to Pompey, and you put him next to Sulla, and you put him next to Caesar, and they're all pretty, uh, all on the same, uh, same level of being greedy glory hunting uh guys but overall you got to think about again thinking of that what if caesar i'd like to ask you a question dave what what do you think would happen if caesar would have marched out with that army and he would have met the parthians full of of uh arrows and ready to stay a safe distance away and rain down you think caesar would have been able to beat that I, I think that he wouldn't have gotten himself in that situation for a couple reasons. One, also, they say that they had a, a local guide that kind of took them, like, away from civilization to a place where, like, they would easily be beaten by cavalry. But, like, all of his lower commanders were telling him not to. Right, yeah, yeah. And, like, but he's like, no, no, I don't want to listen to him. But, like, Crassus wasn't really, like, a soldier's general. He was, you know, like, he practiced decimation uh, and things like that where he would punish the soldiers with killing one in ten. But, um... I think that, you know, Julius Caesar probably would have listened to his sub-commanders and he Mm. wouldn't have gone out. But that's just a guess. No, that's a good point. And there was also a couple other opportunities uh, Crassus had to go attack through Armenia. So there's some other options. You think Caesar would have played it smart from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Could I I also have another, like, footnote of history that I'd like to throw in? Footnote of history. Wow, that was amazing. Hey, could we like use that as a clip and just throw that in every time we sure. have a little... Okay, cool, thanks. Um, we'll pay uh, you like uh, 10% of every episode, which is nothing. So, uh, no, the uh, For every listener that... Uh, I would that, like a golden head. <laughs> so, like something that the Roman army was very... Did a lot is like if they beat an army, they would then co-opt that army into theirs so it's like you you fight the the a gallic army they lose and they're like hey the guys that survived now you're part of our army so we were fighting like 10 minutes ago now you're gonna fight for us or else apparently the parthians did that with some of this roman army uh there was units that um you know surrendered intact and they 
were forced to join the Parthians and fight for the Parthians. And there are some historians that say that they eventually somehow ended up in Han, China, which sounds nuts. But there's actually records uh, in China around this time period of a foreign unit that fought for the Han Han Chinese that had a fish scale formation, which is kind of the way the Romans fought. And some people think that it was these lost units uh, from Crassus. Now, my first... Yeah. Were they alone? What do you mean alone? That unit, were they in lo- alone? Were they alone? I don't know. Were they solo? Like, I don't know. Were they What's... in Han Solo? <laughs> oh. That was... Okay. So, Han, the Han Dynasty, the Han Solo Dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Devin, that was... <sighs> Worth Han... it. <laughs> the Han dynasty was in charge in china for like twice as long as the united states has existed but um if but if they was alone then it was solo (laughs) yeah but um so like i this isn't confirmed but i was thinking like hey hollywood why haven't you made a movie about this like where's and i was thinking like jackie chan would be perfect for this and i googled it and apparently they did make a movie about this and it did have jackie chan uh i just never saw it came out a few years ago but um, back to the repercussions. So Shiloh, what happened? Sorry, Shiloh's just looking at us like, what are you guys talking about? Um, so Shiloh, what happened to the Roman Republic because of Crassus's death? Which well, may, would probably happen eventually, anyways. But yeah, no, I think I think you're um, I think you're coming on. The, it would have happened anyway. I mean, Rome's peace was built on a very shaky ground. The these three members of this triumvirate were all, this. Triple Alliance was there to keep the peace, to keep any one person from becoming too powerful. Pompey, Caesar, and Crassus. Right, yeah. And so they were always trying to check each other to make sure, you know, that one guy didn't rise up and become, you know, a dictator or anything like that. So with Crassus dying out in the Middle East, you know, there was already some some bad feelings a little bit between Caesar and Pompey. And without someone to check them, it kind of just led to a civil war because no one was there to try and keep the peace. So, you know, it's kind of funny that you look at the different methods of governing and this triple alliance thing, it worked for a little while. And when it worked, it was doing okay. But as soon as Crassus died, there was really no hold back on it. But it's really a small cog or one domino in in what was going to be the fall of Rome. It was just headed that way. You know, because when, when – uh, uh, Crassus dies and Pompey dies. What does Caesar do? He tries to become an emperor, more or less. And the people take him down, but basically he sets the stage for one man running the show. So so, so in other words, Shiloh, you're saying he's kind of like the Archduke Ferdinand of the Roman Republic? Yeah. Uh, Crassus is kind of the guy. He gets He gets taken down, and it starts a chain reaction that just totally puts puts most of the the mediterranean world into a state of war yeah yeah so like he dies and then you know crassus or uh pompey and caesar they like you know duke it out they have a civil war julius caesar crosses the rubicon he becomes dictator for life and then yada 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 et tu brute he gets killed end of story yeah so that that's a good way to put that in perspective the events that we're talking about are the 70s the 60s the 50s bce and then, like you said, Dave, Caesar crosses the Rubicon, makes himself uh, fights Pompey, becomes dictator. They 
they end up killing him. And then we get to the emperor's period where you get Augustus and the emperors from there on out. So it's kind of a put it in perspective of the time frame we're talking about. Good job. So yeah. you're right. saying so think- that Parthenon is the is the <laughs> Gavrilo Princip of this whole situation? <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah. man, Devin. He, see, uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, Gabriela Principe or Princep was the guy who shot the Archduke Ferdinand in July of 1914, uh, which you know started the domino effect of World War One. So yeah, man, that was a, an amazing analogy. That yeah, no, I, I like you did it. I didn't. Do it. I like how um I like how uh Devin was like so the the guys at the Parthenon uh, <laughs> named Princeps uh were started the whole thing. But so that I guess that would make kind of like Serenus um. Kind of the princep. Gab- uh, what's his first name again? I forget. Gabrillo. Ga- Gabriel. Okay. I never. Yeah, and you know what's kind of ironic about that, though, is the first emperor right after this, Augustus Caesar. Do you remember what he went by? Salad. Princeps. Yeah. Oh, no. Princeps. He, he went by princeps. It meant uh, first first citizen. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm not the emperor. I'm just the first citizen. So, you know, there you go. Very humble. Nah. I'm number one. I'm not the best of everyone, just the first. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Thank th- you, Devin. And actually, well, another footnote in history. Footnote in history. That's where the little foam little finger came from. It's from he from was uh, number Crassus. one. Yeah, number one. Yeah, it's yeah. from. It's no. I'm sorry. It's from Augustus. He used to have the little foam finger at the at the chariot races and yeah. he hold it up. That's, that's when he was a that's kid. Where that came from. They were like. Yeah. That's a little-known lie that I just made up. Yeah. But I like okay. how Shiloh jumped on that bandwagon 100%. <laughs> you know, I think most of what we say isn't true, but, like, some of it is. Like, I think, you know, what do you say, Shiloh? You should be a casual listener of the podcast. Like, if you think something's interesting, maybe Google it and make sure that we're not making this up. If you have well, your SATs coming up and history is going to be a big part of it, probably stay away. But <laughs> you you'll get a hundred on the SATs. <laughs> it's not good out of sixteen hundred. Or but you know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I think are we done, Shiloh? I think so. But the uh, I think you mentioned something um, about being a casual listener. No, that is true. We we want to encourage people to listen to this while they're doing something that's um, you know you know just to get a little entertainment. But what you did, Dave, you did an awesome job because the stuff about. A firefighting and we didn't mention this if someone's listening all the way to the very end here we appreciate the fact that you stayed with it but there really isn't any references to f- like any kind of firefighting forces before this time really if you look up the history of firefighting it's kind of where it gets going someone's going around putting out fires and he was obviously doing it for a bad reason but i mean he's trying to make a profit off of it but in actuality you don't realize like when you look up the history of firefighting, this this guy kind of is a part of that. And so it's really interesting. You know, you're talking about a guy from Rome, Crassus, a greedy guy. How is that related to firefighting? And yet you've done a really good job, Dave, at making it really interesting. Put Roman some Roman history with a cool little spin. I, I think you did a great job. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. And our well, guest, yeah, it- too, Devin. What an awesome set of guesses you had from Rothschilds to <laughs> Meghan Merkel or whatever. I don't know what you said. Yeah, and Angela. I really like, like I was really Angela. trying to bait you on Hitler and like, I, I, I was proud were. of you. Like, yeah, you, you went straight for Angela, and Angela Merkel again. <laughs> and, um, and 
I forgot the other guys. Colonel Sanders? Yeah, John Travolta, Colonel Sanders. They were all it was a short that list. Was, that that was my favorite guess it was, was John a short Travolta. List. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Devin. I guess this is us signing off. Thanks so for having me. Great guys. episode. Another good episode. Thanks to Devin and Dave of <sighs> Who in the World? And we're out. All right.